Welcome back to the Time Capsule Podcast, where I interview friends, family, acquaintances, people in my life, just to provide them with their own little time capsule. Something fun to reflect back on 10, 20, 30 years down the road. It's a good time. So, episode 8, I get the chance to catch up with my old friend, Rhett Baylor Jackson. So, Rhett is born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He attended University of Kentucky, University of North Carolina, and graduate school at University of Michigan. He spent all this time in school to become a dentist, which has been his career goal and his lifelong passion for as long as I've known him. Rhett is an excellent conversationalist, he's a solid listener, and he's full of clever and witty remarks. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 8. Q, Rhett Baylor-Jackson. All right, and we are back after a good month-long hiatus, it seems like. Uh, I've got my good old friend with me, Rhett Baylor-Jackson, here in the studio. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Rhett? <sighs> Nothing much. Long day. It feels good to be here and finally make it on the podcast. Yeah, man, for sure. You and I have quite the interesting history, I'd say. We do, and 2020, thankfully, has brought us back together to a degree, so excited to keep it going. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm really excited for this one. Um, so I, I think this is, uh, what, the eighth or ninth episode around there? Um, and it's funny because my previous episodes are primarily people from Grand Rapids or Dallas, and uh, I have so many friends from Kentucky yeah. where they see me post these episodes and they're like, uh, I don't know who this is, I can't really relate to it, but finally... I'm now talking to somebody where my friends back from college in Kentucky can relate to because they know you as well. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean, we were just chatting even a while ago here about uh, Ian Blair, who wanted to give you a shout out, obviously. So, Ian, if you're <laughs> listening, this is your shout out. I promise you I did not forget. So, but. Dude, yeah, got after that right from the get-go. I love it. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't forget. I was like, dude, if there's anything in this podcast I can't forget, it might actually be that, but... I'm excited well, to see where it goes regardless. Yeah. yeah, me too, man. And and I'm sure uh I'm sure many, many more shout outs will happen. Yeah. Over the course of the next hour or two hours, however long this takes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool beans. Yeah, excited. Me too, dude. Wait, so I had a, a question right from the get go. I was just thinking about this actually earlier today. Um so your last name is Baylor Jackson. Is it hyphenated Baylor Jackson? Is it two different last names combined into one? So that's actually interesting. So it's not actually two last names. Baylor's my middle name. Um, oh. Yeah. So I more or less actually um, kind of went by like people in high school, at least some girls would call me RBJ. That would kind of be like a nickname sometimes or RB randomly. Okay. And then my like close guy friends would call me RJ. And then when I went to college, it wasn't really until I think I actually tried to hone in on the Baylor more because I was in college one time, a uh, lecture with a professor and, you know, they're asking me what your middle name is because it's based on the movie Gone with the Wind. Mm. Um, and my parents had a name picked out, but my mom, I think, was watching that while she's waiting to give birth to me or C-section or whatever. And they chose Rep from Gone with the Wind and his name is Rep Butler. No way. Yeah. So while she was in labor with you, she was watching yeah. the movie. And they liked it so much they changed it and then. And it just stuck. It like made sense right yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm based off the character. Butler's not the same as Baylor. I might as well just throw the whole name out there. And from going to school in Kentucky and North Carolina, it's like a very, like people in the South know that book a lot more than, you know, people up here necessarily. So 
I was like, all right, I'll keep it. And uh, it's kind of stuck ever since. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and also I feel mm-hmm. like in the South, uh, longer names are, are more embraced. Yeah. You know, we're including the middle name when, mm-hmm. when talking to somebody is, it happens more. I feel like there's more like Mary Sue's, Mary Ann's, you know, yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. It wasn't until I got into dental school where I was like, okay, cause going forward, do I keep it? Do I not like, you know, whatever. And one of my friend's uh, wife's at the time, actually a classmate's wife told me, I think to this day it might be one of the better compliments <laughs> I've ever received. And it was like, you know, out of anyone I've ever met in my life, you have the most presidential name I've ever heard. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that, but uh, I'll take it. You know, I don't plan to run for office, but I was like, okay, I made the right choice. Rhett Baylor. That is insanely presidential. I will take it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm maybe qualified to run for office if it ever happens. Sure. But uh, I'll remember that probably for the rest of my life. You could be the minister of dentistry for the United States. (laughs) That sounds like a very like London European role, but I'll take it if they got it. You know, I'll be a minister if I need to. (laughs) So, all right, let's, uh, I guess let's start from ground zero with, with your life then. Um, so you're born and raised in Grand Rapids? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Grand Rapids. Um, from obviously anyone listening on the podcast who's familiar with Grand Rapids or not, I actually grew up right near Forest Hills Northern, right off of Trillium Trail. So if you're going towards Northern, it's right past the high school. On, on Leonard or Crayon? It's on Leonard, actually. Okay. Yeah, so um, I grew up there most of my life. My parents got divorced at an early age. Um, so most of my siblings, by the time my parents actually were divorced, were going through Northern. Okay. And then I ended up ultimately switching when Eastern was kind of in the early years in seventh grade over to Eastern. So it was kind of a, it was a, definitely a hard challenge in the beginning just cause you know, I can see Northern from my house. I go to like, kind of like somewhat the early rival school or whatever. Oh, so yeah. you say goodbye to my friends. So that was kind of <laughs> hard, but graduated from there. I went to high school I graduated high school from there, rather. Loved it. Um, Still kept in contact, obviously, with the Northern boys, yourself included. And then went down to uh, Kentucky for college. So why did you pick University of Kentucky? So that's a great question. So, and and it's hard to looking back at colleges because it's like, man, what was I thinking, whatnot? And I looked at it, I was like, you know, I took the shotgun approach. I just, you know, pretty much picked schools every facet of the country and it wasn't really until I got back from actually a mission trip with my dad from Haiti um, and a few other family members. And I applied to Kentucky and I, I, you know, I knew we had talked. I knew a few other people that went there and I was like, you know, I want to go somewhere that has a dental school. Kind of made sense. Kentucky was one of them was close. I mean, the school in terms of the scholarship I got was really affordable. And I was like, you know, I like Michigan. I like Michigan State. It's cool. But I'm like, I kind of got to break out of the Midwest to a degree. I want to do my own thing. Exactly. Yeah. I want to go away and trailblaze. So, I mean, I took a tour. I remember actually seeing you there and it, I'm sure we had some fun, obviously. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't long after I was like, you know what? This just felt right. So I chose to go to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I remember uh, when I was a sophomore and, you know, for the listeners out there that might not know, I also went to University of Kentucky. And uh, when I heard that another person from Grand Rapids, Michigan, was going to come down to Lexington, Kentucky, I was I was ecstatic, you know, and especially with someone I knew. You know, I, I don't think we knew each other all that well in high school, but we were acquaintances. You know, we'd see each other at parties. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I definitely think you're right on that. I think it's you kind of weirdly enough, even now during quarantine or seeing people, it's like you kind of still have those same acquaintances. But it's like one of those where it's like, you know what, like 
this is someone I actually connected with and made it actually grow to a degree, which is pretty cool. Right. Know? It is yeah. cool. Yeah. We'll probably be friends for life. I'm not worried oh, about that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be your dentist for life if you'll have me. I would love Or if you're me. looking for me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I haven't had a cavity yet, but I'm nervous, man. I feel like I can smell one coming. So. Well, 2020 will be the year to get one, so I won't hold it past you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I've had two, so it's cool. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, you joined the same fraternity. Uh, that I was in mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And so we uh, were able to have a lot of common friends and fraternity brothers in there. And uh, you had a good experience there for a couple of years, yeah? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I honestly liked it. I think, I unfortunately, there's a huge misconception. That's what I had joining Greek life and being committed right away to something. Mm-hmm. Especially because I think a lot of people like I had, my, I had my blinders on and was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school here. I'm going to have fun. But I'm like here to get good grades and like this is about my future to still do a degree. Yeah. And I think for me, I think initially I was really hesitant because I was like, I am just not comfortable. Like, I don't really know these surroundings yet. And for me to like really plunge in, that's where my hesitancy came. But right. I do not regret it at all in the world. And it's really nice, especially when it's like everyone on my floor was joining a fraternity. You know, it's like it's kind of right. everywhere. It wasn't pure pressure, but it's like, well, everyone joined Theta Chi. What dorm weird. were you in? I was in Holmes Hall. It was. Where the heck is that? It was oh, on North, north, north Campus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I was like this again, focused on schools and one of those like living, <laughs> learning communities. I was like, this might make a difference. A quiet so place. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a quiet place. So, yeah, it's a shame you couldn't even have guests over on like the weekend or anything. It was. It it kind of stunk to a degree. So it was like the joining of fraternities, like kind of like my out, where it's like, you know what? I love my surroundings, but if I'm here too much, I think I'll learn to hate them. So I gotta get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, man, mm-hmm. um, dude, yeah, I miss those days a lot. I do. That was that was fun. So, so you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You spent two years at Kentucky. I just went one, actually. It was just your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you joined the fraternity in your sophomore year, was it? Mm-mm. Right in the freshman year. Yeah, it was freshman year. Okay. Wow. And then uh, you decided to go to North Carolina. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So lead me up to like why why you made that decision. You know, why you felt like Kentucky was not the place for you. And uh, yeah, just walk us through that. Yeah, I think I think my rationale with that, I have a, a lot of reasons and I, I kind of meddle with it a lot because looking back, it's like, you know, did I make the right choice? Did I not? I'm kind of starting over like my freshman year to a degree. And for me, I think the big thing was, is I really enjoyed my time at Kentucky. I really have no... I have no issues with it besides the fact that when I was there, Kentucky had one of their worst basketball seasons ever. I think we lost in the oh, first, first round of the NA or uh, NIT? NIT to Robert Morris. Oh yeah, horrible. Gosh. When we had Nerlens, Nerlens was supposed to be a beast and just <laughs> yeah. tore his ACL against Florida. Like, come on. I I still remember these things, even though it's been a minute. But <laughs> yeah, I think my rationale, though, is I, I really liked Kentucky, but I, but I always... North Carolina or a school like that was always kind of on my radar. And I, and I loved Kentucky. Um, but I think ultimately I felt like it kind of just was like a stone, uh, pardon me here, a stone unturned where it's like, dude, I've always loved this region of the country. And if I go to North Carolina, I'm probably may never come back to Michigan. Whereas with Kentucky was like, if I go here, I, I'll stay for college, but I am not positive I'd ever live here after that. Right. And I kind of wanted, unfortunately, that dynamic because I was like, well, if I'm, if I'm positive, I'm going to dental school. I might as well go somewhere where I'd want to go to dental school too. And I didn't get that vibe out of and, Kentucky. Oh so. yeah. And granted, like you just said, is that, you know, right from the get go, you were very, very focused on your academics and you were very serious about getting a good education. That's why you went mm-hmm. to school, you know, 
like most kids, in my opinion, that I've observed, they go to college to have fun. Yeah. You know, sure, to get an education, develop a philosophy on life. But for you, it was, I'm getting a good education. And let's be honest, North Carolina is an excellent higher education establishment comparatively to University of Kentucky. So yeah. I, I give you props and kudos, man, for, for beating your own drum and, and doing what was best for you. Yeah, I mean, it totally could have burned me, obviously. So it was still a little bit of a gamble, you know, and uh, I'm obviously really fortunate and blessed it worked out. I don't think I don't doubt in my mind Kentucky when it got me to where I am today, mm-hmm. um, regardless if I would have stayed or not. But, you know, looking back, I I think it was kind of the right choice, and I wouldn't even trade my time in North Carolina for anything. I, you know, Dude, so. what was North Carolina like, man? It's Chapel Hill, was it? Is that Greensboro, yeah. or was that Raleigh? Chapel Hill, yeah. Chapel Hill is in Chapel Hill. So oh, okay. Yeah. Chapel Hill is more like central North Carolina. It's, you know, they got the triangle there. You got Raleigh, which is NC State. You right. got... Durham, which is Duke, all those schools are within yep. 30 minutes of each other. And uh, it's a cool area. My sister was living in in a smaller city kind of nearby uh, Raleigh, in between Raleigh and Chapel Hill at the time, which is awesome. So I spent a lot of time with her down there. My cousin Clark, who's actually went to Grandpa's Christian Golf to Duke. So I was pretty familiar with the oh, area. Oh, seriously? So yeah, yeah. You, you had a, a circle. Yeah. There. The, only, the only unfortunate thing I think about my time at, at North Carolina was like, you really miss out on making friends right away because, you know, I'm now I'm like, OK, sweet academics or not. I'm a sophomore at a school and I literally know no one again. Yeah. What do I do? So I was ended up being friends with a bunch of other out of state kids that transferred and actually worked out really well. Oh, cool. We, yeah. So we all still keep in contact. We all live together. All were the they in the same? Uh, were they in the dentistry school with you then? No, I was I was the only one of my roommates who didn't go to the business school. So I was all surrounded by business majors and like, I I love them all to death. Don't get me wrong. But like coming from Forest Hills, I'd say, you know, we are, you know, come from a lot of established families and, you know, Forest Hills area is a little more affluent maybe when it comes to a lot of different areas Mm. of, of Grand Rapids or whatnot. Sure. I I feel blessed to grow up in a household that could really provide for me and help get me there. But long story short, I mean, I was like the, I was the misfortune kid out of my friend group. You know, like you get kids who just come from all over the country with just like absolute, North Carolina, yeah, absolute amounts of like wealth. So it was, it was really a weird change because I think I was way more appreciative to kind of live maybe more of a what I call like a normal life. Where it's like I had other friends who are just like, you know, I want to live here because I'm in college. But if it weren't for you, there's no way I'd be ever like you couldn't catch me dead in a dorm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So where we grew up, it I think it's fair to describe it as middle class to upper middle class. Mm-hmm. And then you get your few black black sheep that are you know very very wealthy, mm-hmm. um, but interesting. So you go to North Carolina and you and you're like you're the poor kid, in a way. That's a yeah. That's probably a good way to put it, you know. But um, that's that's fascinating. It's a humbling experience, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's North Carolina though. Like, is the out of state kids who go there? You're uh-huh. you're mostly athletes. The ones who aren't athletes are really intelligent, and then you have a mix that's like. Still really smart, but my connections probably got in here and my parents like would do anything to get me in here. And they probably gotcha. did. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. no speculation, but it's just like, wow, like it's, so, it's interesting. Uh, how how would you uh, describe the, the culture? And I guess, uh, yeah, the culture of North Carolina comparatively to Kentucky, also yeah. maybe comparatively to Michigan. Yeah. You know, what, what are the people like? Mm-hmm. What's the tonality, temperament? Is it slower, faster? Yeah. Well, no, well, Chapel Hill, you got to realize they call on game day the wine and cheese club. So if that tells anything about their tailgating, you know, it's kind of the atmosphere you're getting into. It's a little, fancy. it's a little fancier, but it's not like 
too bougie fancy. Okay. But it's still kind of, you get that, you know, Southern vibe. Um, I call Chapel Hill, when I compared them to Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor is just a Chapel Hill on steroids. Very similar layout. Chapel Hill actually doesn't even allow any fast food restaurants there at all. No way. Yeah. And no building can be taller than the actual original chapel in Chapel Hill. Ah. So there's really no skyscrapers. Um, the temperament I would say is most kids I think are at Carolina are, you know, extremely diverse, you know, pretty unique in their own right, have some random connection and you'd be like, what the heck? At least the kids <laughs> I met. Right. Um, and then on top of it, you get people who I think just have a, like, Everyone who goes to UNC loves UNC. I think that was the really cool part about it. I don't think it all the time that Kentucky in Michigan, I got that vibe. I mean, not that I might be the black sheep saying that, but that's the vibe I kind of got. Sure. I think the temperament for most people in North Carolina, at least my friends that knew out of state were like, I'm really smart. I don't necessarily have to work as hard because I know what I'm doing and how to do it and they get it done. And then at the end of four years, you're like, Yep, it pretty much worked out the way I thought it would. Really? Yeah. And it's, wow. I mean, it's not the case for everyone, but I think I was fortunate at least in my friend group where it's like, we really worked hard, but at the same time, like we knew how to have a lot of fun. So, and I think the average North Carolina kid would probably say that same thing. Awesome, man. So that's just me, but. No, that this yeah. fascinates me and, and hopefully a lot of people out there just because I don't think a lot of us normally would have a good uh, window into the world of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You know, and, and what life would be like for a, uh, a UNC student. So yeah. I think that's cool. That's a very, very interesting perspective. And it's it's awesome that you were able to live that life for, for three years. Did yeah. you, you didn't graduate early, did you? No, I didn't. No. Okay. No, I was in and out pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Spent some summers there too, which kind of stunk, but it was cool. So, man, s- summers back in the college town, like, most people always hype it up like, this is the best, man. You got to stay back, you know, spend a summer in college. Yeah. Reflecting back on it, I hated it. Like it's no one's there. It's quiet. It's dead. You're probably not 21. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You you hit the nail on the head. And I think unfortunately a lot of people too, unless you're, excuse me, this is interesting in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor summers actually in grad school. I would not trade for the world. I thought summers in grad school are actually way better than any other time. Well, you were older. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the whole going to the bars aspect is definitely one thing, but I, I feel like a lot of grad students get really annoyed by the undergrads. Like they, they like, like I was at a young, like, I mean, I went to Michigan. I started dental school right after college. So I was, st- I was like still in that mode very much when I got yeah, to Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. But as I'm studying everything, it's like, you know, I am not that much older than you. You definitely look like you're 10 years younger than me. Like as you're getting older, you know, people just look younger and younger. Like, oh, yeah. holy crap, that, that kid's 21. Like what? But I think it's more annoying though going forward just because you're a grad student you've literally are studying like it's it's officially your life you don't necessarily have time to go out at least in dental school right away it's like the one nights I want to go out it's like the line is around the block it's like I'm too I'm actually starting to get too old for this you're like no 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 I I just want to get in and just sit down and have a beer yeah exactly I don't want to be shoulder to shoulder for Mm -hmm. you know three dollar shots and two dollar wells tonight and then you're cool with that and then it's like wow I actually am old now like what have I turned into I I never wanted to be this type of person but I think it's a great feeling man but there's probably still part of you to this day where you're like I want to I want to freaking let loose oh yeah like, i, I want to go to that bar yeah <laughs> i i have a strong feeling i think most people would even agree during quarantine if the bars opened up tomorrow they i think most people would come out of the woodworks for that you know? oh man well okay Just on that note i have a vivid memory of uh saint patty's day 
So I think we all knew about the virus. Maybe it was it March 11th or whatever. Yeah, and so I think it was around there. It was around there, and and we started understanding just from the media and the conversations we were having with people that the world's going to shut down very very soon, and that bar, uh, or that weekend of St. Patty's Day, it was like record-breaking numbers for every single bar across the United States in terms of the amount of money that they made, the amount of people that were there, just because people knew that, like... One last hurrah. This is our last hurrah. (laughs) We don't know how long. Uh, But now, I mean, people are freaking terrified of going out. Some people don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a weird weird world we live in when it comes to all that. Um, I know we talk a lot about, you know, me being in healthcare field too, it's interesting because in, in dentistry, at least you see a good amount of like the whole just broad range population and everything like that. And it's very interesting to just kind of casually ask people where their thoughts are. Cause yeah. you know, Grand Rapids, at least where our office is, it's a pretty good mix of really everything, you right. know, every, every political spectrum, you know, don't vote, whatever, you know, it's very diverse yeah. here. Yeah. Which is a good thing too. I think so too. But when you're seeing it in the chair, it's like, I, th- I feel like there's a a lot more higher consensus about wearing a mask when you actually need to. And I unfortunately think, you know, looking at America, it's like, well, we're pissed we can't, we have to stay in. We're pissed we can't go to the bars. Like, the one thing we can do is kind of wear a mask. And people even then are up in arms about it. I'm like, if it takes me the rest of my life, you know, all of 2021 to go to a bar and I got to wear a mask, I'm going to wear it every day. Because that one day I can finally get there, it's going to be flipping worth it. It absolutely will be. Yeah let's lay some more foundation here. So you've touched on it a couple of times. So you went dentistry school, kind of laid you the foundation at UNC, but then you went to grad school at University of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for dentistry, right? Mm -hmm. And how long was that program? Four years. So I literally just graduated in May. How much can you learn about teeth, man? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's unreal. The unfortunate unfortunate part about the dental school, and, and I think what makes Michigan so renowned or why people like it so much is the fact that well, from outside, maybe why it's ranked high. I don't really care about that. It's not I went to the school. You know, for me, it was the the most affordable, which is a big thing. In state, in state, the mm-hmm. closest, which is huge too. Very close. And number one was the best education. And to get all those three is like no brainer. It's no brainer. You yeah. got to go. Yeah, the, it's a great yeah. establishment, man. U, U of M is an excellent place yeah. to get an education. Yeah. So four years, did it breeze by? Did it was it hard? It definitely took a while. I mean, you, you're talking about why it takes four years, and it's like the first the first year is a grind. You're like, I am taking, Why? you know, I'm college what you take, you know, lighter semester course load, average, maybe 12 credits. If you're really bumping it up. Intro like, to philosophy. Exactly. Intro to biology. Yeah. You with, know. A, with a lab too, you know, with for a philosophy. Lab. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, in dental school, it's like you're going from, okay, let's say maybe on an aggressive end, 18 credits. And even that semester, you're probably like, okay, that's pretty intense. It's like my first actual full fall semester and U of M kind of stinks because we start at the end of June when we started. That's so you're, you're doing what? a summer semester too. Interesting. So Michigan's year round, which kind of is like unique in some programs because some of them you get a you know, summer off. Michigan really wasn't that way to a degree. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, like you're spending your whole first year pretty much sun up to sundown, you know, eight to five in classes. You're doing stuff after that. You're taking 27 plus credits. You know, it's like I think our max in a semester is like 33. Was your nose just buried in a book the whole time? For the most part, yeah. It was pretty nuts. I mean, I, I think the, the first semester, as much as I want to do it my entire life, my first semester was like, I really don't know how I'm going to make it out of here alive. And, and the hard part is this too, is the fact that some schools really are just trying to gear you towards dentistry. And Michigan, I think, is gearing you towards just a career in health. Ah. So like we're taking, through my course, my first year, is like I'm taking the exact same systems classes of the body. 
Interesting. You know, like GI, skeletal muscular, whatever, as Michigan med students. I didn't necessarily realize that, yeah. that to become a dentist, you had to learn about all of those different body parts. Yeah. It's, and, and, and systems within the body. Yeah. It's it's definitely all connected and I definitely 100% see the rationale. It's just, unfortunately, I think some of the reality of the real world um, doesn't catch up with formal education all the time right away. And, sure. And I understand the need to know all that, but it's like at the end of the day is, is knowing, you know, what nerve innervates the lower lung going to make me a better dentist? Well, no, but some formal exam told me it would. Well, so, let me ask you this then. You Put know. a percentage on it. Uh, and, and of course, I'm just going to state this now, my opinion, that I, I think the, the value of a college education and especially a graduate school education is intangible. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, so with everything that you learned at U of M in regards to dentistry, mm-hmm. what percentage would you say is actually in practice and in use and like transferable, you know? That's honestly a tough question because I, I unfortunately think a lot of the stuff I l- I learned at dental school actually wasn't in dental school like related is like working with patients after the fact. So experience wise. Experience wise, I would say every clinic experience was pretty priceless. And I would say in terms of my whole education, how many hours I spent, you know, in a classroom as opposed to in a clinic, I'd say it's maybe a third mm. or so, which is probably a lot higher than some other schools. But being realistic, how much I learned and actually apply on a daily basis, I'd say it's maybe 20 percent interesting yeah that, that's what i was gonna guess that you'd say anywhere in between like 10 yeah. and 50 but yeah. uh that makes sense dude yeah I, I think that the the best value the best way to accelerate your learning curve mm-hmm. is experience getting your hands dirty getting in the field and whatever your practice your craft is in, in life you know? yeah that's why internships are so valuable mm-hmm. and i 100 percent agree and i will say because i've been uh, a listener of the podcast you know, we went to Birch Lodge a few weeks ago for all you listeners out there. It was one of the actually one of the last nights before it closed again. It was it was a Tuesday, yep. I think, and then life closed on Thursday morning. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's kind of the same thing as St. Patty's Day. You know, we <laughs> yeah. were we you know wasn't shoulder to shoulder, but winter version. Yeah, but when when we were there, I remember we ran into Cody Fitzpatrick, and mm-hmm. I remember listening to his episode. And now I'm almost thinking about it again. And I'm you made a great point too because. I don't think dentistry would have necessarily appealed to me as much if my dad were a dentist. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I wanted to be more like him than than anything, and he just happened to be a dentist, which was pretty cool because I enjoyed it too. Yeah. But in Cody's episode, he touched on it really well in uh, about just formal education in general. It's like to be a dentist, you have to go to college, right? And you have to go to dental school, and you have to get the degree in order to do the job. And I right. unfortunately think when I think of a lot of Forest Hills kids that I know really well, it's like they got pressured into going to college and. Four years happened, ended up with a degree, changed their major a few times, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like you, you talk to him four years after and that's what was me and after coming out of grad school, it's like, you're not using your degree at all, you know, anything like that, which right. isn't the end of the world. But I unfortunately hope going forward, at least in 20, 2021 here, it's like maybe a new definition of, you know, what actual education is to a degree and also, you know. Maybe a realization of, hey, this school cost me this much, and I actually enjoy just working with my hands or doing whatever. I think that's what America needs to a degree, Dude, honestly. I think you're right. I think in the next 30, 10 years even, there's going to be a big shift in the sense that more and more people are recognizing that the cost of going to college is inflated. Mm-hmm. It's, it keeps growing. You know, People don't have the money to spend to do that. And then also, a lot of kids that aren't going to college are making a crap ton of money. Just from figuring stuff out on their own. Cody is a prime example, you know? Yeah. Like, he's an electrician for steel case, didn't go to college. Very, very smart individual because he's teaching himself and he applies himself. And I think a lot of uh, 
people are going to start realizing that and instilling that in their kids that like, hey, listen, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a dentist, you're going to need a degree. Yeah. You're going to need a graduate degree too. But hey, listen, if you, if you're not sure and you're, you're great at sales, you know, you like numbers, you like creating, you don't need to go to college, you know, like we'll, we'll figure something out and there's still a very, very high chance that you'll be very successful in life without a college education. Yeah, no, so. I, I completely agree. And I think you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. Um, and I also think too, in a weird way, it's like, Street smarts can correlate to, uh, you know, you're street smart enough. I think can actually, if you if you know what you're doing, you can actually be book smart by that because you know what mm-hmm. you enjoy doing, you can do it. Unfortunately, book smarts, and I learned this ten times over in dental school. Book smarts yeah. do not relate to street smarts. You know, like yes, I was nowhere near the smartest kid at U of M when I went there, and I went and I knew going in even as hard as I worked in college was like it, I'm not even gonna be close to the smartest person in the room. And I graduated, and I can tell you, I. Heck was not. That's a humbling perspective. But I also know the fact that it's like the kids that I knew that were way smarter than me and can tell that from the get go. It's like, it's so, you're so smart and intelligent. It's kind of scary in a way. Like, I don't want to say serial killery, but I'm sure people know what I'm talking about, you know? Oh yeah. But in those people, I felel like in clinical situations, we do these simulations. They're like, these are the worst people. Like, if this was my dentist, there's no way in heck I would talk to this it's guy. It's because they, they wouldn't have uh, uh, compassion skills or, or empathy exactly. skills. So yeah. it's it's uh, emotional intelligence at the end of the day, which kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with street smarts, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. word I often use, too, when I was, was kind of randomly, because I didn't apply not around for dental jobs, but I was like, someone asked me one day, what's the, you know, what's the one thing you got to do to be a dentist? It's some some patient of mine who's in you know high school and thinking about it and i go honestly i go you can work as hard as you want you can, i guarantee you can be a dentist and i go you got to be like have some social dexterity it's the exact words i used yeah and i think that's it hits a nail and i think even today yeah, you need does. that talking to people in any job soft skills yeah i think that's what they're called so and then you know to the point i just made i i also have an internal conflict at the same time because i do think the value of college education is intangible in the sense that I think that it teaches you, A, how to develop a philosophy on life because mm-hmm. you're exposed to so many different people, cultures, and ideas that you might not normally be exposed to. And then two, it teaches you how to properly balance time because a lot of people, they're getting pulled in so many different directions from their friends, from their professors, from drinking at the party. Maybe they're going to church. Maybe they're playing a sport. You know, and you might not have had all that in high school. So this teaches you how to properly allocate time to uh, your priorities in life. So it's tough. I'm not entirely sure what, what the right answer is there, but there's, I guess there's two schools of thought, you know? Yeah, I guess is regardless, whatever you do, you know, it's like as long as you're constantly learning, trying to do something to better yourself. It's, Boom. You know, right there. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Book starts book smarts, street smarts, college educated, college dropout, whatever. Don't be complacent. Know? Yeah. Yep. Continue continue to work on yourself. Exactly. So, um a little bit more in, in developing the foundation of Brett Baylor Jackson. The right. uh, the president most presidential name in the world. Um siblings, how many do you have? So, I am the youngest of 5 growing up, but I also have two step step siblings, excuse me. Hiccup there. You're good, Bert. Brother. Uh So technically, though, I'm technically the youngest of seven. Seven. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. And and where do you fall? Are you in the middle? Youngest of them all. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, I think I've touched on this on a different podcast. I'm curious to see your perspective on it. 
Um, now, they, they've done studies of siblings in the past, and this doesn't this doesn't paint a broad stroke over every single sibling, you know, but this is what they found is that when there are siblings, the oldest is generally the smartest. The middle children are generally the most compassionate and have the highest emotional intelligence. And the youngest is generally uh, the most free spirited and carefree. Now, like I said, that may not be you, but where do you think you fall in those buckets? Ooh, that's interesting. I guess it de- kind of de- defines maybe what you say free-spirited because I definitely know I've been all over the place in the course of my life. Spontaneous, yeah. impulsive, happy, laughing the most, je- most sarcastic, you know? I'd say that's definitely up there. I, okay. I think that's I think that's pretty accurate for the most part. Um, for me, though, I unfortunately find myself as being a hodgepodge of all my siblings growing up. Interesting. I mean, having three older brothers... My oldest being 10 years older than me, you know, oh, wow. and then everyone. Yeah. So it's 10 years, eight years, six years, four years than me. So the two year gap between them all kind of threw me off when I came out four years later, but I'm here. So we're making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. C-section and all, but um, <laughs> <laughs> do any of them know that you're, uh, you're recording a podcast? I don't actually think they do. No, the yeah. only, the only real person that knows that I'm here besides maybe Ian Blair now is uh, my, my girlfriend, Lauren. She's really the only one I think that I told you. I was oh, interesting. Here, so. Okay. Yeah. Are, are you going to share this with some people you think? I think I will. I mean, I don't think I utilize social media enough for me to probably like, I don't care what's out there. Not that I wouldn't care even if I did. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you throw a little snippet here on Instagram. I'll probably throw it up there. So yeah, I'll throw a snippet out there for you. Yeah, <laughs> you should. I hope you do. So Lauren, man, that's, that's your girlfriend's name. It is. Yeah. How'd yeah. you meet her? So, I mean, I know it's a time capsule here, so the point of it. So I'll really go back in time, but I'll keep the Spark Notes version for our <laughs> listeners. I don't want to bore anyone, you know, okay. unless you're into that. I don't know. You bring it on. Um, long story short, I knew who she was. She's from East Grand Rapids, and I knew who she was in high school. It's kind of like the same, like, maybe not as formal of an acquaintance, you and me, but it's like, I heard the name before. Uh, I'm sure I probably saw her at a party once or twice and maybe had some recognition, but sure, I still, like, I'm not invested. I don't, I don't go to school that person. I don't really know. A whatever. name you recognize. Yeah, exactly. So long story short, I don't know. I ended up following her on Instagram a while ago. Um, how long? I'm not exactly sure. Anyways, I was in Ann Arbor, you know, last year at some point. Um, had kind of gotten out of a relationship after after a while and like wasn't down. In, I was not down in the dumps at all. But I was like, you know what? I'm going back to Grand Rapids this weekend. I think this girl's really cute. Um, what do you know? What do I say to her? Yeah. And the only way I can talk to her is Instagram. It's like, I cannot, like, I'm not going to slide in this girl's DMs. There's no way. That's not me. Like, I got to do something. So I was like, okay. Um, long story short, responded to a story that she had posted of this Max's South Seas getaway okay. in downtown. And my my cousin Christina, weirdly enough, was there that same night, or at least had posted on her story. Uh-huh. And it was like a soft opening. Like, I was like, I heard about this place, but there's no way it's open. So I responded to it because she had a photo of a drink. And I was like, hey, that looks pretty good. It's like, oh, yeah, it was good, whatever. And like, I was like, oh, you know, start talking a little bit. And then finally, I was like, hey, next time I'm in town, we should grab drinks. Nice. So then we met at Rockwell Republic, um, went down that, went downtown there, grabbed a few drinks, started hanging out more, quarantine hit, and then pretty much, you know, here we had a relationship are. going. Yeah, so here Dude, we are. You got a little a quarantine cutie. Uh, yeah, we will call her that for sure. She's gorgeous, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Man. So you guys have been dating maybe close to a year? Or a little under a year. 
I would say under. I don't. I don't really ever think there was a you know like a real like day I can actually remember officially like asking her maybe to be my girlfriend. I don't want to say it was ever assumed at all. Sure. I'm sure that day was there. I I feel like a bad guy not knowing off the top of my head right now. But I would say really until. Really, when I started initially talking to her, I just was like, I really like this girl. I want to see where it goes. I'm just not going to talk to anyone else. I think so. that's that's uh, an excellent approach mm-hmm. to relationships. You know, it's just kind of like, hey, listen, I'm interested in it. You know, uh, I, I care about you day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. And I think it's a weird thing when you're actually like high school vibe. I, I get, you know, high school, though, in my opinion, like you're. You dated in high school for four years. That seems like one year of the real world. Heck, maybe a month, really. Like, to, not to sound weird. No, no. I, That's the vibe I'm I get inclined sometimes. to agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I felt like for me, it was like every time I was with her, I just obviously enjoyed hanging out with her. And I know the West Michigan, for you down in Kentucky listening, not for me with the Grand Rapids area, we <laughs> definitely live in the Bible Belt. I don't care what anyone says if they don't admit it. Oh, in Grand Rapids? Yeah, 100%. It is. You know, people here get married really young and... For me, I think it was a little fearful where it's like, dude, I cannot, I cannot be engaged by like the end of a year. Like that's never going to be my style. I need to make that clear right away. Sure. Um, and she never strike me as the type. Cause I unfortunately feel like, you know, that's something I got to kind of got to look out for to a degree. Yeah. Cause if, cause even if I am invested and I find out it's not, if they're moving way faster than I am, like, I don't want to break someone's heart. Like that right. sucks. You know? and, and also I think that's a testament to who she is as a person because, uh, that's, undoubtedly the the temperament and the character of the type of person you were looking for and if that was not her then you guys undoubtedly would not have worked out so obviously she she holds her she has the same philosophy on life once again in regards to that so you guys seems like you're meant to be yeah i mean i definitely hope so she she actually just graduated from pa school the other week which is pretty sweet so oh man two people in the healthcare industry yeah and she did uh the virtual graduation like i did but you know Props to GVSU. The graduation ceremony is way better than mine at Michigan. So I oh, them, seriously? Yeah, it was sweet. It was actually really cool. Dude, everyone yeah. I've talked to that went to Grand Valley State University has, has loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. know anyone that's just like, no, screw that place, man. I didn't. I had a bad experience. No, everyone really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I will actually throw in, I, you know, we're talking about college, all this stuff, but I will actually throw in hope to that too. Not that mm. there aren't other good schools out there, but I, I agree. Those are the few schools where I'm like, you know, in another life, if I actually went here, I think it would have been like, it would have been sweet, but yeah. If you, all right. Yeah. I'm going I'm to answer this too. Uh, if you had to pick two schools in another life that you'd go to, what would they have been? Ooh, what would they have been? Honestly, because my sister went there and I was, I feel like I was pretty close to going there and in, in undergrad, I would probably choose Wisconsin. It's close enough where you still get the big 10 vibe, you know, that's yeah. one of mine. Oh, there you go. That's All right. Mine's UW. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The other one with that, just because I think it would just be really interesting to, you know, at this point, I'm assuming I don't don't really care what I'm going to do. You know, I'm just whatever. I think it would be really interesting to go to like a insanely really smart, like Stanford or Harvard like that. Maybe that's kind of vibing. I think I would probably choose maybe Stanford more than Harvard because I don't. The, the Ivy League schools are cool. You have your own history and everything like that. But Just I hang out in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I think West I think the, the weather there. It's like why not? You know, if I'm yeah. gonna really do it, why not I do it right? You know. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. What about you? What's the second one? UW. I'm just a Midwest boy, yeah. through and through, man. I think I would have tried a smaller school. Um, hope probably. I think I would have tried Hope. Yeah. I'm gonna text John. Yeah, I'm going to text John and ask him to turn it down. Okay. For the listeners out there, we're, we're in a, uh, a recording studio that is not entirely soundproof. And uh, we are borrowing John DeVries' 
side basement room, and he is rocking out right now to some entourage, and it's loud. He's jamming on this Thursday night. Yeah. Here, where's my phone? Real quick. I might just... Oh, man. It's the list next. Well, uh, all right, yeah. So, I guess we can we can do a little give and take. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we're back live again. I had to have a little uh, little silent break just to figure out some some audio stuff yeah um, but we're back so laid out a good foundation for the life of Rhett Baylor Jackson uh the president and <laughs> I've now got some fun questions for Rhett but surprisingly enough uh Rhett is the very very first guest I've had on the podcast that before we sit down, so preface before I sit down and record everybody um I always ask the same thing I'm like hey listen is there anything you don't want me to bring up? Is there anything you don't want me to talk about? Or is there anything in particular you do want me to talk about? And Rhett, he was like, uh, yeah, actually, I've got questions for you, man. And <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that before, and I'm very excited, actually. So I think we might do a little give and take on some questions. Yeah, um, let's do it. Add some free time at the office, so. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I know every Sunday... You know, if you follow Derek Novosad to any degree on social media, you know he does this like the, the this or that. And I was kind of offended one time when you put one about what's scarier, the doctor or the dentist. And more <laughs> people voted for the dentist, but I got some personal bias. But I was thinking, I was like, okay, <laughs> I go, I don't know who you are, but come on. But anyways, uh, I was like, okay, he does it this or that. And I'm like, I should ask him that when he's actually there and see what the see what his responses are. I don't know if he's been asked previously, but uh, I had a few here, so. Figured I'd ask. You know, strangely enough, I think you're the very first person that's asked me why I'm doing that. Yeah, uh, I, I just think it's interesting. Like, you get a really probably good collection of, like, what people actually think of just random everyday things, you know? So, I I think how it happened was there was just one Friday where I was just sick of quarantine. I was bored. I was tired. It's like, listen, let's spice stuff up. And maybe I was on the Instagram stories looking at someone else's story. And, and they were like, hey, uh, should I get tacos or, or wings for dinner? And I'm like, hmm, you should get some tacos. And then that kind of sparked my mind even further. I was like, wait, I should just do something like this, but a bunch of them yeah. for my followers. So I sat there in my basement, came up with like 20 questions, you know, um, what do you like more, Christmas or do you like the summer uh, or I don't know, like Labor Day or something. Yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah. Just this or that questions where you're, you have to choose one or the other. And it's kind of snowballed into this thing that I do every single Friday and where people input and ask or have the chance to put their own questions too. And I think I did it just because it's, I feel like it's creating some value in a way. I think it's giving people a break. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I look forward to them for sure. I thought it was Sunday though, not Friday. That proves how long my weeks are. Well, no, no, no. It, it has been on Friday the last five weeks, but I am now switching it to Sunday just because I'm going to be starting work. Ah, okay. That so makes sense. It'll be Sundays going forward. Okay. All right. Well, but that makes sense. The, the thing is like, what's cool is I'm, I'm getting so many people out of the woodwork I haven't spoken to in three, five, 10 years that are like, dude, thanks for doing these every week. Like this is fun. Yeah. Like, it's something to look forward to. It's, it's a break. It's something yeah. to look forward to. And then I've, I'll get other responses from people that are like, are you collecting data on all of us? <laughs> Are you are you gonna sell our data, man? Because like you're getting a lot of information about what people's preferences are in life, which is true. I am, but I don't give a shit. I'm not looking at it, you know. Yeah, 
you'd really have to be scrapping for some pennies for that. I don't know, but uh, no, you, you never yeah. know in today's age. But uh, I'm just more so curious. Like, yeah. for instance, I had one re- recently. Recently, it was, uh, do you think marijuana is dangerous? And I was genuinely curious. Do people think it is or do they think it's not? You know, I was surprised to see that 60% said, it's, yes, it is. And 40% said no. And on average, I get 250 to 300 responses per question. Wow. So that's a good amount of people. And uh, I think every 20 questions I do each week, I want to throw in two or three hot button questions. Yeah. Do masks work? Oh. Is COVID real? Did Trump lose the election? Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. I think it's good, though. It's it's good to try to create, you know, some controversy to do it to a degree. And obviously, you know, I, I would love to see the responses you get. I'm, I think I'd be more curious on that, really. I'll never share. Yeah. I'll well, ne- I I respect that. I'll never so. share a single response. Proves you got some integrity there, so. Yeah. Just, it could do no good in the world. Completely so. anonymous. All you can see is the pool. Yep. <laughs> All you can see is the pool, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so let me see if I can ask you a few here. Well, I, no, no, no. Let me, let me go right. back to you. Let's do oh, a little give right. and take. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're... Didn't mean you to s- jump the gun. I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm excited too, man. <laughs> So this is something I ask everybody, and Rhett, you are the one person I know that has told me you've listened to pretty much every single episode I put out there, which I really appreciate. Um, so support you're, local, you're, baby. Support. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Sorry, Joe Rogan. You're nothing on Derek Novosad. I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so you're probably uh, foreseeing this question coming, but if you were to have dinner with somebody dead or alive... Who would it be and why? Who would it be and why? I actually completely forgot about this question, but now that you're saying I'm all bells and whistles are going off here, so <laughs> that is actually a great question. Um, you know, this is actually going to be a very interesting answer because my mind is going a lot of different places right now, but I'll preface it with this. I think a lot of people are definitely worth speaking to, um, you know, way more than you think of. I, you know, you think it may be Abraham Lincoln, Jesus, you know, a lot sure. of stuff, stuff like that. But yeah. for me, weirdly enough, because I feel like my name is based off the book Gone with the Wind, which I'm actually reading right now for the first time ever. Oh, cool. Which, which has been great. So I'm in quarantine, I picked that up and um, I think I would actually go with the author of that book. What's his name? It's actually a she. It's uh, Margaret oh, Mitchell. So her name. So she actually is originally from the South as well and was writing that, you know, right around the time. It's very historically accurate. And I've been reading this book for months. Is it that long of a book? I mean, it's about... Or you're just cutting it up? 900 pages. I'm cutting it up, but I am trying to read... I figured if I'm going to read it once, I'm going to read it right. So I am going like high school, AP Lang, whatever mode here, English, where um, any word I don't know, I look up. Cool. Any place I don't know, I look up. Any anything random that seems of some historical relevance, I really look it up. And it's actually like, to my knowledge, extremely accurate. Wow. You know, this is it's the weird thing. Again, I won't get too too much into it, but the cool part about going to North Carolina was a lot of stuff that I feel like I've read in this book was really apparent then. in In North Carolina, you know, a lot in a lot of southern states where it's you know what wasn't a fight against slavery; it's a fight against you know the the ideals behind the South. Interesting. And that's a very interesting thing where I think it's very relevant today. So that's why that's why I choose her. Well, so for the people that don't know out there, what is the uh, the cliff notes, the synopsis of the book? What's it about? So, I mean, it's right. The book is taking place around right as the Civil War is about to start. It takes mm. place over many years. But um, 
there's the main character, Scarlett O'Hara. She's kind of like, you know, the everything girl of her county. Not the high school, you know, it's the county. You yeah, know, yeah. Understand, but it more or less follows her life. And then you got Red Butler, who to some degree is the antagonist, protagonist type, who more or less is making money or a profit off on the South and all their kind of misfortunes uh. and stuff like that. But Scarlett O'Hara really is trying to find, like, you know, the most eligible bachelor type husband. And she more or less finds her way running into red throughout the story. And, and the premise is kind of like, you kind of get the vibe in some way to a degree. She, you know, she's really looking for love, but really kind of forcing it to a degree and it's never right or it never works out. And then he's kind of always been there to a degree. And I think that makes her obviously more in love with her, more in love with him rather, pardon me. But so she just kind of falls into it without expecting it. I think to a degree, but it's like, it's also one of those books where it's like, if you've ever read the game of Thrones books, it's like, you know, I just read a hundred pages and Game of Thrones cover this in maybe 20 seconds. So, so a lot of the, so a lot of the book I really read is just like filled with just like <laughs> ginormous boatload of details about what's kind of going on in the South. And yeah, yeah. That's kind of a synopsis of it, I guess, for the most part. I'm not obviously not done, so don't quote me on everything, but right. um, it's been a fun read to say the least. I, I would choose her. I don't know what we would do if it's something Southern, maybe, you know, um, Maybe like an OG Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just because it's dinner with a dead person doesn't I mean it has to be fancy. You know? No, that's good, man. Yeah. And, and if you've been uh, listening this long in the podcast, then you you know that uh, this book has some meaningful significance in the in the naming of Rhett. Yeah. So from his mother uh, being in the labor room. So yeah, works out. Good stuff, man. That's a good answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Weird one for sure. So, but. Gone with the wind. Yep. All right. So. I got to ask some of these questions here. Oh, bring it on. So this is actually really interesting because a, a patient told me this and asked me the same questions you kind of did about, you know, your girlfriend or whatnot. And, and the one question they said, you know, you really got to ask her, are they a Bloody Mary or Mimosa type family after uh, Thanksgiving here? Oh, now, that was a great question. That's why I want to lead off with you. Bloody Mary or Mimosa in the morning. Uh, Bloody Mary. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Without question. I mean, I can. I don't know if you want me to answer these two right away or not, but I, I would actually go with Bloody Mary too. I've been getting way more into them, so yeah. So I, I, I'm. It's very, very clear to me why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's going to sound so uppity, but it's coming from a health perspective. Like I, when I'm having a, a Bloody Mary, I like tomato juice. I like vodka. Mm-hmm. I love a. I love a good old fat piece of bacon. In there, a good yeah. old, a good old thicket of sausage. Yeah, you know, a little maybe, bit of heat in there too. Maybe a pickle. I love heat. Yeah, I love spicy Tabasco. Bring it Let's on. Go. You know, and, and it's just I don't know. It's it's better. Whereas a mimosa, you can just you can drink that in thirty seconds. Where a bloody mary, like, will definitely take a lot longer than that. So yeah. bloody mary, hands down. Love it. I'm glad you're that way too. Mm-hmm. I will go next one. A little geography: Alaska or Hawaii? Alaska. Right. I I can't stand the heat. Well, I sorry. Let me take that back. I like the heat. I don't sleep well in the heat. I'm I'm the same way. Alaska, I think it's just one of more of America's like final frontiers. You know, half yeah. of Nat Geo and all those Discovery Channel is Alaska shows. Like they know something the general population do- doesn't about how cool it is. So right, you know, and, and and most people if they go back to Hawaii or if they go to Hawaii, they're not raving about Hawaii. But people that go to Alaska, they're raving about Alaska. Yeah. Completely so, agree. We're two for two. Yeah, there we go. All right, this next one will be will be more interesting. It's more of a local question here. So I'm mm. going to go with the Whitecaps or the Griffins? Whitecaps, hands down. So my dad actually was, uh, I believe he was on a public relations board, which 
helped to facilitate and negotiate the Whitecaps coming to West Michigan. Oh, really? Like 30 years ago. And so wow. our family, um, we had front row seats on the uh, visitor's dugout for 20 years. That's sweet. I've thrown out the first pitch there a couple times, like for my sixth and seventh birthday, you know, yeah. like when I don't remember anything. Memories, though. Me- yeah, <laughs> memories. But but I think as we grew up, we just realized that we didn't love going, and so we sold them. But yeah, Whitecaps hands out. Love it. All right, you flip a coin, heads or tails? Heads. Love it. I w- I'd actually go with tails. Why? I think the whole line, tails never fails. Uh, it's just classic. I don't know. I I should ask. I'm going to ask that one uh, on Sunday. Heads or tails? I it's, think that's interesting. It, yeah. I mean, you you. But the, the weird thing is, even with that question, like you know, you get. It's not really like a controversy. Like that's an everyday thing. And it's like, what do actually people, you know? I, go with. I wonder if there's psychology behind it. Like if, if your heads, you're more inclined to believe this in life or act this way, or if you're a tails type of person, maybe you go against the grain. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're more risky. That You're riskier. You right. might be onto something with that. I, there that's, probably is. See, if you're listening and whoever said that before, that's data you sell. That's what people want to know. <laughs> heads or tails. That's what's, that's what people want to know. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's make it a little trendy here. We'll go with the uh, fashion here. Nike or Adidas? Mm, Nike. Yeah, I'm wearing it's, a, I'm wearing a Nike hat right now. So I like I'm, your hat. I was, I've been that. marveling at it. I kind of want it. Yeah, it's comfy. <laughs> it looks dry fit. So yeah. Nike's just it's it's classier in my opinion. Yeah. How about uh, old Kanye or new Kanye? And I will make the cutoff. I don't I don't know exactly where I want to cut it, but um, the Life of Pablo album I would probably say is maybe more new Kanye. Okay, than than old Kanye. Okay, like his graduation album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just brings back so much nostalgia for me. And uh, I don't know. He's was, he was a different person, and he sang and, and vocalized a different way ten years ago yeah. versus how he does now. I completely agree, and I think early on in a lot of I, I would go with old Kanye for sure. I think a lot of musicians because we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, or at least I was with John, and he was asking, you know, what have you been listening to, whatever, and I was telling him I have been listening to a lot of high school jams, but <laughs> to nostalgia in a way. But if you look at a lot King of the Cuddy. old, yeah, exactly. Well, new album came out, which just was all right. It's but. okay. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I feel like a lot of artists when they're young, before like they really go way mainstream, I feel like that's like that is their music. They're you know they don't have anyone attached to them for the hip for what right. they can and can't write, and that's where I think it's more the artist is actually coming out rather than the label. You know, fair so, enough. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um. All right, one or two more here, but uh, this is just general curiosity because I feel like I know you, but how well? Um, okay. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings, without a question. Okay, I, I won't even Good. think twice about that. I'm a diehard Lord of the Rings guy. I'm the, I'm the exact same way, I, dude. I, I, I think too. every single answer we've yeah we're pretty we're, yeah, we're in sync. We're pretty similar here too. Yep. Um, other thing, I guess one last one too. Um, <laughs> just because it's quarantine, you know, I figure fun. we're gonna go out eventually. You know, go get something to eat. But uh, burger or hot dog? Burger. Okay. Yeah, I. Yeah. But with the right bun. Yep. If you get a shitty bun, the soggy bun is nothing to trash. Do. Straight trash. Well, but I, I was thinking too fluffy of a bun is trash. Yeah. You know? And I gotta I gotta ask, I gotta think this is a two part question now okay. too. Because when you're actually eating a hot dog, and uh-huh. if my girlfriend Lauren is listening, I really want her to listen clear here. So just <laughs> okay. just to be curious. But if you're having a hot dog, are you going with a steamed hot dog or a grilled one? Ooh. Well, wow. So, okay, I, I haven't hesitated on any, but this is one that's actually making me ponder. I think 
I would go steamed. Okay. That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only say that because I don't think my girlfriend and I, Lauren, have ever gotten any argument, truly ever. And it's not like because I'm just a pushover or anything. Or, you know, it's it's just realistically we really just get along really well. But the only real tip that I would say in our entire relationship is the fact I told her I wasn't the biggest fan of Yesterdog. And she asked Oh, what? But I love, Dude. don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I, Yesterdog's condiments all the top. Great. I just personally feel that a hot dog that's boiled for any degree is just lazy. That's just me. I don't know if, I don't want to be too critical of that, but that's just me. I'm not knocking Yesterdog oh, if you're listening oh, to this. Okay. I, just, I just think it's lazy. Well, all right. Well, if we're talking about the meat, that's different. Because my when I was thinking about this question, I was specifically thinking of Yesterdog hot dogs. Yeah. But the, it goes back to the bun for me. I can't stand the fluffy bun that's just like grady and, and dry. Waterlogged. You know? But, <laughs> well, no. If it's steamed, it just it tastes a lot better to me. You know, but not too steamed. Yeah. So I love yesterday I got steamed. Hands you know, I haven't been there in a few years, so I am willing to give it a second try. I'll <laughs> let you know when I do, and and we'll go from there. But all right, I'll I'll take you on a, a mandate. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Yeah, those are the only. Uh, that's it for my list. So man, I was expecting deeper questions. That was fun though. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I didn't know how deep you wanted to get. I I really just kept them light. But I mean, yeah. I mean, a hot dog hamburger—that's as deep as it's gonna get, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. You're right on that. <laughs> this is as deep as you need to get yeah. in here. <laughs> well, I I got some uh I got some more juice for you. All right, let's do it. Um. All right, you know what? We're gonna start off with just a really really ran random and fun question. So, this is gonna be a shout out to an old. Um, a boss of mine okay. down in Dallas. He used to be the head of sales for Southwest Airlines, and then Whoa. left to to become my boss at this uh, hotel chain out of India. Oh, nice! And as a team building exercise, he got like ten of us in a, in a room at a table, and he asked us all this question. He said, "Okay, you're on a deserted island, and a magical cow comes walking down." From the pastures right up to where you're living on the beach. And this magical cow has four magical udders. And each udder can produce four liquids of your choosing that you cannot live without. It could be a sauce. It could be an alcoholic beverage. It could be water. It could be coffee. It could be gasoline. Four (laughs) liquids that you cannot live without. So... What are your four liquids? Ooh, wow. I don't know what, where this question came from <laughs> when he originally thought of it, but I would love to know his rationale behind, or what may have transpired I, I think that it just, night. It, yeah. it makes people open up. I, I think it's great. Though. Yeah. I'm really imagining this. Is, so first and foremost, life. Um, I'm very torn between what I would get, but I would probably just go with water. Okay, water right for one of the others. Fluoridated water for all the dentists listening. Oh, yeah, so nice. Not going tap or well, sorry. There you go. Um, that'll be first and foremost. I think on a deserted island, I need something that's going to provide, obviously, sustenance too. So water's there, but it's like, okay, I'm, you know, is there a pig on the island? What am I going to eat? What's mm. the what's the best sauce out there? Let, let's say there, there's some pig you can, yeah, catch, okay. you can catch. Um. Weirdly enough for economy, as much as the Midwest to me like wants to say ranch, I actually would probably go with mustard. Um, yellow mustard? Yellow mustard, but nice. maybe like if there's more of a like a saltiness to it, just because I feel like for whatever reason, when I think of just random mustard things, like 
you got mustard pretzels, you got stuff like that. Like no one's eating mustard on a pretzel. At least that no one I yeah, know yeah. I can care for and love. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I think I go with mustard randomly enough. But that's that's two. So three, four liquids. This is kind of tough. I feel like you got to go with gas. What can't you do with gas? I don't know. You know. Fair, yeah, you could light a fire with it. You know, torch everything. Actually, you take that back. I would go with olive oil. Olive oil ah, or gas right away. That's better. I think because yeah. you can grill stuff with yep, it. Yep, and you can still burn with it too. So that's kind of a slightly smart two for one. That's smart. And I know if I'm on an island, I don't know how I got there. I'm just gonna assume I don't have a boat that's fixable or anything like that. I'm a coconut oil guy. Oh, coconut oil. Oh, that's wow. That's even better. I can't go back now. I think when I said I finalized it, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I committed. <laughs> Dang you. Next time. <laughs> yeah, committed way too much. So you get one sauce left. Are you are you are one you gonna liquid. get coffee? You're gonna get drunk? What's going on? Actually, yeah, I didn't even think about drinking until you said that. But <laughs> um Ooh. Yeah, that'd be good. I would probably go man. And I'm we're just talking generic here. Like if I say champagne, it can't be freaking Don dude, No, Perignon. no, it, it could be, be Don Perignon if you want. Oh, then yeah, I'm going with that. I'm going with bougie, going dude. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty bubbly. It, it can kind of, it's not going to make you active, but I think it's not, it's kind of got this money. It's got bubbles. It's not like Verner. It's going to really wake you up, yeah, but it's yeah. kind of like that. And <laughs> nothing against it. I, I just think like if I have straight vodka, it's going to be one day. It's like, dude, all I want to do is just drink. I'm on the silent alone. I want to drink champagne. I think you get a max out where it's like, you know, what? I'm feeling a little too carbonated and, and you don't want to drink even too much anyways, or you're just kind of going to ruin right. it. So, so, so it'll, it'll, it'll curb you at times you know it'll it'll uh it'll make sure you don't indulge i think it would i mean besides that if we're being honest uh alcohol wise when you first said that i'm like dude why not just you know this cow's gonna be there just make it franzi i'll slap the sutter all day long <laughs> if i gotta get after it you know <laughs> slap the udder yeah i don't know you know it's, if it's coming out of there yeah That's so funny, <laughs> nice no that, those were good yeah all right um let's do a 180 all right what gives you anxiety? Man, that's a wow, that's really that's really going in there. Anxiety. I'd say more I'd say more recently. Um I guess more recently it's it's to some degree I like weirdly enough, I feel like it's really been COVID. Honestly. Really? COVID kind of gives me anxiety, I feel like, in a way, because I I don't think I've ever been one to try to be too cautious or whatnot. And thankfully, at least with all of COVID, like as much as it's been, you know, really devastating for a lot of people, it's like, it's not actually as like, it's definitely deadly, but it's not like zombie apocalyptic, like type deadly, which I'm actually right. thankful for to a degree. Cause you figure with a global pandemic that would happen. I think my big thing with COVID now, it's like to some degree, it kind of it doesn't dictate my life, but it's very prevalent. It's like, so if the office gets COVID, I might be shut down for two weeks. That's a good point. You know, I have a few grandparents with comorbidities that, you know, if I, I know if they get it, they might be goners, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. And I think with me, it's just like, and also I think it's just the economy. It's like, all right, COVID shut down so much. Does all this stuff need to be shut down in the future? That'll say, I think it may be a little aggressive, you know, side note, whatever. But I think that kind of gives me anxiety on a day-to-day basis, not COVID. Um, I would probably say, weirdly enough, running out of gas. It oh. gives me anxiety. I've never ran out of gas, but I ride, I ride the E hard. <laughs> like way too hard you know the gas light came on on my way my, over my here. light stays on yeah in the last month i actually counted i have well not calendar month but you know month 30 days or so i have pulled up to a gas station with less than five miles of gas on my car 
Really? Like, I know the at, that reader's not completely accurate, but I'm like, dude, one of these days is just going to bite me in the butt, and I'm going to have somewhere important to be, and I'm going to like blow it. Do you just not like pumping gas? It's not that I don't like pumping gas. I just... I feel like I'm kind of being like thrifty and always looking for the best deal. So I'll fill up then and I'll really just wait. And I'm like, you know what? Some days it's like, I just honestly forget or I'll just play it by fate. Like, all right, I, I know I'll make it somewhere. Whatever's cheapest that day I'll get. Yeah. It's kind of like really in a weird way. Like I feel like as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed the stock market a lot more and like learning about stocks nice. and like and tracking and whatnot. It's like, just do it one day with gas prices. I'm telling you, just tell yourself, I'm going to give me between these many days to actually go get gas and really see where your, your heart is at. That's interesting. It's yeah. yeah. I, I wonder I how that pan out. Yeah, it's wow. a, it's it may not be as cool as I'm making it sound, but it's it's interesting in myself. It's kind well, of, you're but. you're you're voluntarily giving yourself anxiety if if that's on your list and driving on E. But at the same time, I respect it because that means you're a you're a money man. You're looking for the best deal out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing against it. Even if I ran out of gas, it's kind of like an exciting day nowadays. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's it's in for a story. It spices you know? up the life. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd say that. So let's say. Uh, you woke up tomorrow with $100,000 in your bank account with a disclaimer. Let's say it's a, a random person deposited $100,000 in your bank account. And they said, here's $100,000, but you only have three days to spend it or else I take it all back. How would you spend a hundred grand in three days? Do I actually have to, like, I... You must spend it. Okay. Well, I would, I mean, my first thing, I'd probably pay off all my loans. I'd probably put it in the market, but I think that's a boring question. So I'm going to assume I actually have to physically spend it. It's not a boring answer, though. Okay. Because it's different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, same thing for me. I'd pay off some of my student loans as well. Yeah. I mean, well, I take that back. I probably, I wouldn't pay off my loans because 100 grand would definitely get them where they need to be. We won't be completely paid off, unfortunately, because like we said, school is hyperinflated and way too expensive, especially sure. grad school. Oh, I bet. Um, U of M too. Yeah. But any, but anyways, I mean, I would, I think realistically, I would probably put most of it, a great chunk of it towards um, like, you know, any different retirement vehicle like IRA or HSA, anything like okay. that. And then the rest of it would probably go in the bank or stock market, whatever way I think would make me okay. the most money. So you'd be smart yeah. with it. No, no frivolous spending, like no convertibles. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, no, no. I think, I think realistically though, too, I would probably, I've looked it up actually more recently and I have a few roommates because I graduated in May, COVID really could have kibosh and everything. I was planning on going to Asia or somewhere for a month after I graduated and it didn't happen. So I got yeah. some money in the bank from that. So I think realistically, if not my biggest thing I've been talking about recently is taking a trip to Tokyo next summer, 2021, hey. for the Olympics. So I think realistically, I would spend some oh, of that money cool. and I would dive, you know, divert however many I needed, how much monies I needed to go to Japan. I'm glad you said that, man, because you get 100 grand, like, got to live life a little, you know? Oh, 100%. Right. And that's living at its finest. Going to the Olympics, Japan mm-hmm. would be sweet. Yeah. Tokyo would be awesome. I mean, I feel bad for those people because I'm, I'm, weirdly enough like right now kind of in, into design for some reason like not like like not crazy graphic design but I'm, i try to feel like i take more aim to like actually think of cool graphics and stuff like that you know because when you're old like you have your grandparents like some of the logos make way more of an impact on our life than we think you know you see the coca-cola yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. everyone knows that you know everyone thinks but the olympic logos for me have always kind of fascinated me because it's like that's what was relevant to either that country or that time period right. to some degree 
Tokyo 2020 was perfect. You got the you got the Japanese so flag cool. with the red dot, and I'm like, dude, this is this wins it. There's it, no other better year out there. There's not. It was the coolest yeah. thing I'd ever seen. I yeah. remember like when it was uh, it was blowing up like Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just everyone was like. No one can match this. Yeah. No one can match it. And and it's weird enough now even to say it's like with whole quarantine and everything. Like we look at pro games are now going on again. It's like the Olympic committee (laughs) could definitely have figured out a way to get all those people there. And looking back, hindsight, it is, you know, 2020, whatever. But um, to me, it's like, dude, that would have been unreal. I think I think the Olympics would actually like literally had the highest viewership probably ever. Clothes have run through the roof. No one's everyone just got those stimulus checks like ready to roll. Right. Like, the Olympics are on. Yeah, I'll buy something. Why not? <laughs> um, so I think, you know, it's going would be awesome to say the least, but at the same token, I'm like, dude, I really we really missed out. The world missed out. I, I think it would be a cool thing. For, I mean, I've never experienced it, and it sounds like you haven't either, but I think that'd be a cool thing for everyone to try to experience at least once in their life is either going to the Olympics or the World Cup. Yeah. Because that that's another uh world center stage event. Mm-hmm. that you know gets billion millions of viewers you know hundreds of millions of viewers so yeah i gotta cool, i gotta throw it out there really quick though i'm yeah. at i go to the olympics next year let's say hypothetically sure. i run into you there what event are we at and i'm gonna and i'm gonna disclude soccer only because you said the world cup so all right it's at summer right yeah it's in 2021 oh yeah 2021 now because okay, it got delayed last back. year so well i guess hmm. it's tentatively what event do i see you at red uh uh, yeah, you might not see me. I don't know if you would be here, but I'd be at the basketball games. I'm, Dude, a, I'm a basketball yes. junkie. Dude. So. Oh, man. Yeah, I just love the NBA. It's either that or I kind of want to see some pole vaulting. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> oh, did they go like 20 <laughs> feet in the air? Yeah. yeah. I think, no, I would definitely do basketball games. It's it's kind of unreal because I, if I'm, you know, not to get too far off topic or sure, anything. Sure, no, really But I would really hope if they have it in 2021, like, you know, you get some of those older NBA guys where it's like, you know, they're really good, but are they on it more or less because they're rap? Like Kobe was, Kobe was obviously always really good. Like LeBron will be that way. Like there's no way I'll ever not take those people. Even if they're in retirement for 10 years, I want them on the Olympic team. But you know, you sometimes you get the down years like this last year, I think team USA was that good, but I want Melo on the team still. That dude yeah. in the Olympics in the past is like, Okay, most people maybe not as high galore in the NBA. He's still obviously really good and has has that, but right. he didn't win a title or anything like that. But that dude in the NBA was in the Olympics was he, unreal. He went off, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's really cool too because you think of like, for instance, uh, the the French team, mm-hmm. uh, they, they would be phenomenal because there's so many French players in the NBA in the United States right now that are really really freaking good, you know. But they're they're gonna play for France, and same thing with like Luka Doncic. He would play for Croatia. Yeah. And, and so uh, I think it could very well be competitive, but the U.S. would crush. I Yeah, there's, you the can't, can't ever go against the dream team. So yeah. you're right on that. All right. Um, you got a TV or movie recommendation on something you saw recently that just kind of stuck in your brain that you're like, yo, you guys got to see this. Man, TV or movie recommendation. Let me think here. Uh. While I'm thinking about this, let me let me say something else because this is very random. But I was watching that Santa Claus movie last night with Tim, Tim with Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but that's like that's the first thing that came to my head. I don't know if I'd recommend it if you need to see that or whatnot. But weirdly enough, and I hate, I feel like I talked about COVID way too much on this podcast. But the one <laughs> the one aspect was they went to a Denny's. They went to a Denny's. Okay. And the first thing I said was, you know, 
these people are not, aren't wearing any masks. I'm like, dude. Oh, seriously? Yes. It was weird. It was so weird. I'm like, dude, I need to, like, 2020 needs to end. This thing needs to get over. But That's funny. Um, anyways, movie recommendations. I'd actually go with a movie I haven't seen in a while, but the one movie I want to watch the most over this holiday break. What is it? It's not a Christmas movie. I actually want to watch Gladiator. Oh, man. That's a classic, dude. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Gerard up. Butler. Mm. Well, wait. Gerard Butler? Is he in that one? What, what, you said Gladiator? Russell, yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell, oh darn it! You're thinking of 300. You're yeah, close. yeah, you're right. No you're right. No, it's definitely Russell yeah. Crowe. Thanks for correcting yeah. me. But I woke up this morning and I have like I'll go on my Spotify shuffle playlist and I and I tell myself weirdly enough every morning, oh this is some good time capsule time capsule content right here for myself. Oh but good. Every morning, every morning I will wake up and go on Spotify and I go, okay, this will be the mood of the day. You know, this this will make some sense in some way yeah, today, yeah. like whatever I play. And it's random. It's kind of funny. It's like never really too relevant. Yeah. But I clicked it today and it was, it was uh, Hans Zimmer from from Gladiator. And I have a soundtrack on nice. it. I was like, dude, this is a sign. I should probably watch this movie. Yo, to that point, actually, um, I so I have a uh, like a a weekend boys trip in September, August every year with all the northern guys, where we just go off in the woods yeah. and pitch tents, you know, sit around a fire and, and share stories, get drunk. It's really fun. Um, but every point, I have a playlist. It's called Movies, Strings, and Keys. And what it is, is it's movie scores. And I'll, I'll play these movie scores by Hans Zimmer, you know, and, and, you know, stuff from like Gladiator, which I believe is Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And what we'll play this game is like, what movie is this from? You know, so we'll play the song. Everyone's pretty tipsy. And then, uh, yeah, first person, like five points. And so it's, dude, it's a fun game. That's a great game. Yeah. Cause you yeah. get stuff from like a bug's life in there, the movie up. You know, some obscure movies like Wally, and then you'll get like The Dark Knight, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's really iconic soundtracks. Yeah, that's awesome. That kind of You'd be good at it, I bet. Dude, I love I love movies and TV. I think I watch way too much. <laughs> or I have in the past, and like that's where a lot of my brain remembers stuff. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Weirdly enough. But we've been playing a similar game too recently though called uh Celebrity. Okay. But it's 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 interesting because you don't need it you don't need like a well, I guess you need a phone, you need to text like a name of a celebrity to someone. That person's not, that person's technically it, so they're not really playing. Interesting, but yeah, you get ten people in a room, or however many you know. You could play with, you get multiple names, whatever. But you you put a bunch of names on a list, text them to one person. That person compiles a list, throws in a fake name or two. That person reads the list, and then you go around in a room, and you just have to guess who you think said that celebrity. Oh, and if and if you're wrong. If you're wrong, it goes to the next person. But if you're right, that person's out and you just keep going. Oh. But, but the list is only read like the initial time, like once or twice. So you really have to try to remember the name of who's on the list. Or you just have to say, okay, maybe I forgot. And, you know, the person before you guessed the name, you completely forgot. You're oh, like, that's All right, fun. Now I'll go for it. I like so this game. That's good. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And in a group of a bunch of people, it's actually awesome. That's like, clever. You know, like. I remember the first time I played it, it did Johnny Tsunami. So it's like very <laughs> obscure, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Patrick Starr. <laughs> oh, Did you do yeah. those types of names? Yeah. I'm sure you Mr. did. Mr. Krabs? Oh, that's funny. Mr. Krabs. Um, all right, dude. So if you were a sp- spirit animal, what would you be? A spirit animal? Yeah. You know, this is funny because it's really... What is your spirit animal, I guess? <laughs> uh i've i would like to personally think a wolf maybe why i think a wolf to a degree you kind of well 
that's what I would describe myself as. It's, it has nothing to do with my entire demeanor. You know, it's like I'm not some. I'm not, I haven't been pumping iron during quarantine. You know, I'm not like <laughs> crazy jacked or anything. You know, but I think a wolf is like a pack animal to a degree, and I think it in a wolf. Uh, you know, you kind of get some aggression to a degree, but you get like can, can kind of go on their own, do their own thing to a degree, but can also get like maybe a pack leader or part of a group. And I like that. I think for me, I side with a wolf a little bit more, maybe because a I like the cold way more than I like the hot. I love the mountains, so I think that's you know naturally an area you know spirit animal might as well be a place that I feel like I can breathe free spirit. Yeah, and yeah, enjoy. yeah. I'm with you. And then I also think. Just uh, wolves to a degree, there's something kind of mysterious about them, you know. And I think, you know, you you look at an animal that can be up during the day and also nocturnal at night and really go hunting and get after it. And, yeah. you know, it's... They are kind of spooky in a way, aren't they? So, yeah. I, I, I like that. that. That's some good symbolism yeah. too, especially with the pack animal, you know, that yeah. like you're, you're loyal to friends yeah. and family. Yeah. But, we, but you're strong and stable. I agree. And weirdly enough, I said I like Lord of the Rings more than Harry Potter, by the way. But I did do a Pottermore, this like random thing online once in dental school. What the heck is that? You find out like what house you belong to. And oh, who, yeah. did you know what one you are? I'm Ravenclaw. Well, this is the weird thing because I got two, I did it twice. Okay. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't believe the first answer. And I and I was like, I'm not one of those people that like just intentionally clicks one way to like get the answer they want. You know, right, like, that's right, just right. boring. Some like, people no. do that. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, I was on it, and the first time I did it, I got Gryffindor, and someone goes, dude, you're lying. There's no way. Like, you're not a Gryffindor or whatever. You seem like, like a Gryffindor to me, honestly. Well, the second time I did it, I got Slytherin, so I don't know if I got some weird charm. You don't what, seem but, like a Slytherin to yeah. me. But the weird the weird thing is this. When I did the Gryffindor one, I did those Patronus, so that's like the spell he does, and the Dementors go away. Or yeah, yeah, comes yeah. Out. The first time I did it with Gryffindor, uh, it I got a hyena. And then the second time I did it with Slytherin, I got a little, uh, like a little like dog. So I'm like, I really don't know what this says what? about me. Yeah. So Pottermore, that's where we can Pottermore, find Pottermore, yeah. I don't know if it's still, that website's still active, but I did it one day in class. And I'm I don't sure it. it is. I'm sure they found a way to make money off it too. Yeah. The Harry yeah. Potter world is a real thing. Yeah. I would, I would really, I would really think wolf, but honestly, if, you know. If I ever had the opportunity to actually legitimately go to some, that's a service that I, I feel, that's an industry I feel bad for right now. A lot of tourists going out west trying to find their spirit animal in some way and then just getting like, you know, those people don't make enough, you know, probably anyways or I know, are really based on tourists. And I was yeah. like, what are they doing now? You know, so. Yeah, the tourism industry has got to be screwed. Unfortunately, yeah. So uh, get this, like the, the day the world shut down, I was in Bolivia, uh, South America doing the salt flats. Which is, I think, considered one of the seven wonders of the world. Oh yeah, where it's like you can—it's like looks like ice it looks or like, a reflective pool. Looks like glass. Oh, that's so and sick. And I was doing that, uh, and there's a small village up there called Uyuni, and that entire village is run from the tourism industry. Like every single person that lives there either is selling alpaca clothing or they're taking people out on on trips, and they had to shut down. Oh, and that's—they don't save. Yeah. Those types of people don't save. And so I've just been thinking like the last few months, like, man, what have those people been doing to stay alive? You know, yeah. their entire money is spent off of Western travelers like myself going up to try and bring home a little alpaca shawl or something, you know? Yeah, that's so, really unique. So such a dedication to it, too. So, yeah, Ugh. I like that. The wolf's a good answer. Yeah, we'll see if I ever get a different one. I'll, I'll let you know. But what uh, what's a quality that you see? in other people but you do not see in yourself oh man wow that's a good one 
um, a quality I see in other people but not see in myself. Mm. You're welcome to say past <laughs> if you want. That's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass if I come up with that one. I will. Okay. I'll circle back. We to can it. marinate on it. Yeah. yeah. No worries. It is kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a high horse. I definitely know I see things that other people have that I don't, but I'm just like. No, it it, it, it requires a lot of introspection, and yeah. it's probably a question I I should have given to you like yesterday. So yeah. Like I gotta think on that. Chew one. on it for a day and just be like, you know what? No, this is. Yeah. 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 Um. All I right. Expected though. It's a great question. No. No worries. Do you have Do you have a regret in life? Is there anything you regret at all? Regret. Ooh, um, I don't think I ever said I. Okay, everyone says no, live life with no regrets. There's definitely I do have some some regrets. I what they are right now, I can't necessarily come off the top of my head. But I will say I have a bunch of what ifs. And my biggest what if in life? That's fine. My biggest what if in life is honestly if I would have gone to northern over eastern. That to me is like a really big kind of hinging point. Ooh, because. You know, the convenience of where I was, the amount of friends I had, it's like, and that is a weird way. You're talking this whole heads or tails type thing. And I really think that's kind of a, you know, like not to really dive into this, but you're talking about, you know, why would you choose heads over tails? Because uh-huh. I feel like there is a study out there and maybe the listeners will know. I don't know. I'll look it up after this. But if you flip a coin like over X amount of times, technically one side's more likely because of the weight of the coin, like by whatever grams or whatnot. Right. But I really think I'm at it's like if you think of, if I think back about it, it's like dude I everyone I knew went to Northern I would have lived there for at least two years all my friends were there the only reason why like one of the reasons why I went to Eastern was like one of my better friends Tim Lambert was going there Tim um, Lambert that's right and Eastern also was way farther away and it's like you know that wasn't a fifty fifty call at all and I end up going in, and then I go to Eastern and then I think the same thing is like the whole Kentucky UNC thing with the way where it's like it paid out but. That wasn't a guarantee it was going to work, you know? Exactly. And, yeah. and also, when, when you're in high school, ages 14 to 18, mm-hmm. you're, you're crazy impressionable, you know? And and the people that you hang out with have so much more of a direct impact and influence on the type of character and person you become than you realize, mm-hmm. you know? like So, you, you probably think back to a lot of the kids that you hung out with in high school. You guys are probably, you know, good, upstanding kids like you are today. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all probably decently successful. Whereas if you were to hang out with the CD crowd, uh, you know, you're more inclined to be hanging out with CD crowds when you're older too. It's just, you never know what could have happened at Northern. Yeah. yeah. I got a random question too I meant to ask. Oh, bring it on. Not not very this or that related, but. It's okay. Um, I was watching a documentary on HBO Max recently and it was this Heaven's Gates cult. And it, and it was, I didn't really dig too much into it, but I kind of watched a YouTube video about it and. I'm no conspiracy theorist, but anyways, one of the unique things in this series was like a lot of them, they wanted them to dress the same way or do the same things, which, you know, is very cultish, but right. I got to ask, okay, <laughs> we get out of quarantine, okay, hypothetical, and the government requires everyone on earth or, you know, everyone on earth rather, forget the COVID part, but everyone on earth has the exact same size, look and style of something on their body. What would it be? You know, what do I think it would be? What would you want it to be? Like everyone wears the exact same size of black pants because oh. everyone has a size twenty eight waist. You know, I, like I think the simplest answer for me would go. I, I don't want to say arm patch because that kind of is too symbolic to Nazism. Yeah, uh, but I'd probably say like a bracelet. 
you know I can see that um i don't want to nothing on the head yeah uh but then again people don't have arms or some people don't have arms you know there's paraplegics yeah. out there i don't know yeah. I, i'd say bracelet some bracelet i think that's simplest but would that signify that like you've had the vaccine you know is that kind of what you're alluding to or Ooh, that is actually interesting you know because because there is talk that like the government could do that that like you know this is how we identify people who've had the vaccine they all wear the same thing or something or have a patch i don't know yeah see that's the interesting side too of people that are when i'm talking about like the covid side there's a lot of people out there at least in west michigan that i've you know seen to different degrees or ask them and i really feel like the whole the government has something in this vaccine population who people who believe that is extremely like way higher than you think it would be well I, yeah well i i don't think it's just grand rapids man i i think you have friends in pockets all around the world and i guarantee you a lot of your friends in your different pockets probably yeah. think the same thing yeah i mean i don't i don't think it's necessarily a conspiracy theorist to think that way i could i could totally understand maybe people's logic behind it but at the same token it's like you know i don't know but all i know is if i actually maybe do something with it or take it. And this gets us back to normalcy. I think most people are like, okay, I'll do it. You know, it's just fear and uncertainty. And, yeah. and I think I will take the vaccine. And I think my rationale and reasoning, I mean, if people feel free to call me and debate me on this. That's fine. You're not going to change my mind, but it's so simple in the sense that, listen, it's, it's from a reputable trusted company, Pfizer. Uh, they've produced hundreds of pharmaceuticals that have been trusted. Mm-hmm. And if it encourages us to get back to a normal life and it accelerates us getting back to a normal life, then I'm just going to take it, forget about it, and then just keep focusing on what I need to focus to, to progress in life. Yeah. You know, I'm going to keep going to the gym. I just, just want to take it and get in the past, get it behind me, stop yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. It's done. Over with. Screw it. Yeah, I agree with that. It'll be interesting too, though, if now they even say, okay, you got the vaccine, you got both doses. Now can society go on for those people? Like, can they, like, if, you know, can you get a bar of bar that normally can hold let's say 100 people and now can hold after covid you know max 10 but let's say it right. goes up to 50 for the people who have actually gotten the vaccine is that yeah. the thing that happens like that would be an interesting world to live in where it's like you got half the society says this is a government whatever deal i'm not getting it done or however people. i don't know and I everyone don't, else says all right now we can go out and just do normal life i don't think it'll go that way i i think that well, I don't think either. Yeah. Yeah. The people but, that have not taken the vaccine will just get weeded out. It'll just be like, no, listen, you need to show proof that you've taken it or, or else we're not letting you in this establishment. Yeah. But I, hopefully we don't get to that point, man. Yeah. That would you be know? really interesting if now you get like something on a, like part of a license or something like that. Right. Like a stamp on your license. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see, but That's it would be weird. interesting to say the least. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I only got a couple questions left for you, man. We're uh, coming up here on an hour and a half. All right. Let's rip it. Um, how do you spend your free time? What hobbies do you have? Hobbies? Um, I've been getting into, randomly, I've been getting into F1 racing a lot. Wait, is, yeah. that, is that the drone racing? I think you told me about Oh, no, it's not the, it's not drone racing. I'm not that nerdy. No, there's no way. Um, it's the, it's like the Euro motorsport. It's like, a, oh. it's like, it's like IndyCar, but in Europe and like way more personalities. Yeah. I actually got into it because of a Netflix documentary series. Like you were telling ago. me about this. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, the documentary series is called Drive to Survive. Drive or survive. Yeah. The new season hasn't come out because the last season of F1 racing just literally wrapped up last weekend. But it's been interesting. I really didn't think I'd be into it. So one of those things I was like very skeptical about it. But it's like the more I watched, I was like, you know what? I kind of enjoyed this. I tried to learn more about it because it's like, it's interesting when you have other people in the world who are, that's like big for them. You don't strike me as a car yeah. guy. 
I am definitely like I'm I am in no way a gearhead, but I think <laughs> but I think it's actually head. interesting to watch them. Yeah, gearhead. It's actually interesting to like <laughs> learn some of the 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 things behind it because I totally get the rationale. Driving a pro car is not a sport. Well, it's a window into a different yeah, life. Yeah, I yeah yeah. I think just for more for the like cultural aspect, it's very interesting. But I think for also the like whole rationale, it's not a sport. I get that. Like if yeah. I didn't, if it wasn't for the Netflix series, there's no way I just randomly picked up F1. I'll just say that. Interesting. So. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing that. I go on a lot of walks a lot randomly. Are, are you going with a girlfriend? You got a dog or anything? Uh, She has a dog. We'll go with her dog, but her dog really doesn't walk that far. Her dog's got hip dysplasia. Oh, it's an older dog? Or I just, only just want a to dog say it's like seven or, eight, seven or eight. I think it's just a dog with a bad hip. It's well, like the most chill, mellow dog in the world. If this dog were actually active and went on walks, you'd be like, dude, God literally put this dog on earth exactly for me. What like, kind of dog is it? It's a Labradoodle, we'll say. Oh, okay. That's Irish cute. Labradoodle. Yeah. Sorry, Lauren. I might have butchered that. I should probably know Clover's <laughs> what, <laughs> what she is. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. But really cute, though, to say at least. Like the most mellow, chill dog in the world. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's pretty sweet. But I've been, I mean, I've been doing a lot of walks with her around town. I'm trying to see more Grand Rapids, honestly. Yeah. Are you, so since being, coming back, are you learning more about the city? And are you happy that you're here? I am definitely happy that I'm here. I, I contemplated, I think, early on just because, but I've been away for eight years. Like, you know, I've been in Ann Arbor. I've been in North Carolina. Like, like it was time, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's time for me to come back. Not that I wouldn't like to be other places, but I've enjoyed it. I definitely think I made the right choice. Working with my dad's been awesome. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's sweet. But um, I also think for me, it's like, just because I've, like, most people are like, oh, he's, you know, he's going home, whatever. It's like, just because you haven't been home in a while or like, you know, I come home maybe once a month. I really still am discovering parts of Grand Rapids that have been there all along that I have had no idea existed, which I think has been cool. It's got know? some cool hidden pockets. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely enjoyed it. I, I spent my, you know, if I'm not walking around looking for new places, I'm trying to usually eat there. I don't eat out yeah. a crazy amount, but it's like every place, especially during quarantine, to try to figure out, you know, who to support or what the heck's even open on a random day. I know. It's been cool to check out a bunch of restaurants, so. That's cool, man. Yeah. I've been doing a little bit more cooking, too. Um, which has been nice. My girlfriend Lauren's really good in the kitchen, so she's she's been fun to like try to figure out what you know. She'll just be, I'll come home from work, she'll make something random, and I'm just like, where in the heck did you learn that? It's like, oh, it's whatever's recipe, and I was like, all right, I will definitely eat it. Tell me yeah, where yeah. I can help you. Nice. So <laughs> you're you're still picking up little tidbits in the kitchen and, and little uh cooking life yeah. hacks. Yeah, I think low key. If if I had ever like this is very random, and I actually ask you this question now bibliography or uh, you know your life memoirs read by any famous voice okay broadcast you know around the world do degree people are going to read this thing you know it might not be the number one bestseller people will definitely read it narrated by anyone you could have narrated david attenborough okay a question yeah that's a you, that's you a great answer. oh yeah, yeah 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 the planet earth dude he's he's yeah, awesome. planet earth guy mm-hmm. who's yours i really see I, most people funny. would say morgan freeman i feel like yeah morgan but morgan freeman would be awesome but i think you kind of got to be unique because it's like anyone can well morgan freeman freeman is a once in a generation voice so it's like anyone's gonna get him but right most people i think would say that so that's why i'm a little turned off yeah. attenborough's great i think for me weirdly enough i think you gotta kind of have someone who has like their own personality i would do gordon ramsay because he would normally gordon like, ramsay weirdly enough i love his voice is isn't not like gonna something that's gonna put you to bed but i think it's just funny enough where it's like in serious moments, I think he would be someone you really want. But I also think if he narrates it naturally, and it's him, like he's going to drop an f bomb. This guy's yeah. off on some sweet cursed tirade, and be like, "Dude, I am going to use that next time. I'm really pissed off." Yeah, it would. It would have some just 
you know, some color. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? I, I recently watched uh, the curious case of Benjamin button again. Okay. And, and Brad Pitt narrates a good chunk of that dude. He is a phenomenal narrator. Actually. I did not know that. Have you ever seen the movie? I've seen tidbits here and there. That's a movie oh, I probably need. To, that man. might be my new movie here. That's to watch. a good sit down movie. Yeah. Oh, I think you and the girl, the girlfriend would like it a lot. So. All right. Well, Let's hey, see. I just got one last question for for you. But before I ask that, uh, do you have do you have anything else that you want to throw in there? Throw in there. And any any other closing thoughts on your end? Any questions for me? I just got. What kinda, does the world need to hear about you? The world need to hear about me. Um. Man, I feel like I let a lot out of here today. Did you well, have fun? To a degree. I definitely had fun. This is awesome. It's yeah, what do you we- think about it? It's weird to, because I've actually been listening. It's like, okay, what am I going to say or anything? And I just came in here with almost like, you know what? Whatever you ask me, let's just make it that, you know? Dude, which, great mentality. Which I think which I think has been really nice because I think even now it's like, dude, this is something cool during, during quarantine, you know, whatever. And it's like, I can't really not be myself. I can't go in with any hit preconceived notions, anything, you know, it's right. Good, so. You can't come in like yeah. prepped with something that you, you want to say. It's just got to come naturally. And, and you, you did that. You crushed yeah. it, man. So yeah, this is fun. Yeah. I think the world and myself need to know right now. I've lived in Grand Rapids roughly six months. I lived at my newer place for probably the last three or four. The closest restaurant to my place I have not been to. I know it's quarantine, but I've not been there. I'm saddened by myself, and I think people would be too if they knew how close I live. You can't called, go now. I know, I know. It's called Forty Acres. It's like a, it's kind of like a Southern food place. You should um, just wait until the world opens up so you can, uh, you can go in properly. I know. Drop a stack or something. Really get drop, after. Drop a band. Yeah, something like that. But uh, that, I drive a black Honda CRV. So nice. humble beginnings. I'm getting after it. As Connor Derby once told me, dude, you drive your sister's car. <laughs> like as a joke when he saw me pull up on that one time. But hey, yeah, speaking sister. of any other shout outs for you. Shout outs for me. Uh, I want to give a shout out to John for hosting. Thanks, John. Uh, you obviously having me here. Thanks, bro. Um, I'm going to give a local shout out to Beer City Dog Biscuits, actually. All right. Yeah. Another local organization. Lauren's mom actually runs it, so. I don't want to get too close to home, but it's sweet. They sell dog biscuits. You can actually eat them. Humans can eat them. Humans can eat them. Yeah. They're from spent oh. greens from founders. It's actually oh, pretty sweet. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So I'll give a shout out to them. They, you know, some free publicity here for everyone who's listening. No, need, Go buy them. Need more sweet. of it. Buy local. Exactly. Yeah. Um, ooh, let's see. Oh man. I'm, what am I wearing right now? So I know I'm wearing black flamingo socks. <laughs> Black pants, a Luigi stitched uh, sweatshirt, and Nike hat. So remember at least what I'm wearing. Yeah. I don't know what else the world needs to know, but. Uh, I think you did pretty darn good, man. Yeah, I'll take it. I, yeah. I think that's just relevant to right now. All so. right. Well, then last question for you before we close out. What are you grateful for? Oh, man. What am I grateful for? Uh, I'd say right now, honestly, just life. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm grateful for life. It kind of stinks, but um, when I ran in randomly to Morgan Schuler, weirdly enough, voting the day of the election, I hadn't seen her in forever. This yeah, is, you know, yeah. COVID brings people around. She was standing behind and lying to me for 15 minutes, didn't even see her. And I was like, dude, until I actually recognized her voice and was put my phone down, I was like, wow, it's actually Morgan Schuler turned around. Yeah. Her. But she said to me something that kind of stood out. I was like, you know, you're actually one of the first people I've met who actually wanted, like, had to go to school and do something and actually did it with dentistry which i'm like that's actually a great point so 
I think with, to that degree, I'm just thankful for life because weirdly enough, when she said that, it kind of stuck and like resonated with me. It's like, dude, even if I have a long day, at least I do what I said I wanted to do. Yeah. And you, which you, is cool. You've so. set out to achieve a goal eight, 10 years ago and not many people have stuck with that same goal and you have, man. So that's yeah. really something to yeah. be proud of. Yeah. It's been, I'm, I'm completely cool that I mean, even if it was, you know, anything I, I'm, it meant a lot when she said that, but anyways, I, I'd say also too, just grateful for kind of like, you know, to some degree, at least the life I have right now, like it's, it's weird. It's definitely been a struggle. Some days <laughs> suck more than more, but it's like, I don't know if I can change it. And if I can, I sure as heck don't know if I, you know, it's going to be a few years until I can say that, but it's a humble stoic yeah. approach. Yeah. I try to be, I mean, I think mm -hmm. you kind of got to be, unfortunately nowadays with everything going on, you got to try to see some light in it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, you know what, back to your, your original question, the whole what what quality do you have or other people have that you don't see in yourself. I unfortunately don't think until quarantine I kind of had that outlook. I think I was kind of a negative person, always like trying to get somewhere. And when I finally got there, I was like, dude, I actually got here. Like, like okay. a lawyer's perspective, trying to like yeah. find a flaw in something. I think I think that was my... Half, full, half empty. I think that was very much been my mindset. And I think I still unfortunately have that mindset some days to a degree i'm definitely working on it so but i'm learning I optimism i think that's yeah that's a good 2020 the year of learning optimism I ah, that's there. good man yeah so, yeah a, a beautiful closing thought we'll take it <laughs> well thanks man this is fun all right yeah it's great thanks for having me all right signing off peace